This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. This is Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'll give you a topic for a list and give you my picks for the top five of those games. Today, I'm starting another series of lists. This is going to be a trio of lists centered around deck building games. Now, deck building is probably my favorite mechanic out there as well. Now, what deck building is, uh, don't confuse this with deck construction, uh, like many CCGs, like Magic the Gathering and those like it. But deck building game, typically everyone starts off with a hand of cards, usually about 10 or 12 cards, and then everyone has the same cards. And actually, sometimes they may have uh, different cards, but they're all basically very underpowered cards for the game uh, and are not very good. Now, throughout the game, in the gameplay, or you're going to be either drafting or purchasing cards. And then as you get more cards into your deck or also cull or get rid of cards from your deck, it's going to get stronger and stronger. Uh, and you're going to get your engine going throughout this way. Now, the three lists I'm going to put together for you. The first is going to be straight top five deck builders. Uh, and these are just typically card games. The second list I'm going to do is bag building. Now this is like deck building. Instead, they're going to use a bag in which you're either going to use cubes, dice, or some sort of chits to build a bag, which still is kind of like deck building in a way because the bag is now your deck and that's kind of how you're shuffling it, but it's kind of more unique ways to get different things out there. And you're going to draw from there for actions and other things like that. And the final list will be the top five games which use deck building in a larger role for the game. So basically a board game where deck building is going to be a major component. Uh, now today... I'm going to go with straight deck building games. Now there's a bunch of, uh, I'm going to give you a bunch of games pretty quick today. Uh, I'm going to do my top five, which I'll talk more about, but I'm going to give you a lot of also ran. So if you happen to like deck building, check out these other games as well. Now the game that pretty much started deck building or is basically widely regarded as the grandfather of deck building is Dominion. That was from Donald X Vaccarino back in 2008. Now the way you do the actions and such, it's kind of a little bit old and kind of convoluted. So it didn't really make my list and it's not one I play a lot anymore, but it's still Still a really good game. Uh, there's also Eminent Domain, which I really like, which it brought in the lead and follow mechanic and uh, basically used new cards, went straight to your hand, which is an interesting way of doing it. Uh, baseball Highlights, another great game. And there's also Football Highlights now where you're kind of playing a baseball game with a set of cards. And the way you're using deck building is between each set of games, you're kind of getting, you're bringing guys up or drafting more baseball players to get into your deck. It's excellent. Uh, there's also Marvel Legendary and Legendary Encounters. Uh, and of course, that's got the Marvel license and another amazing deck building game. Uh, it's very cool with uh, the way it uses the theme of the superheroes. And Legendary Encounters has other themes, whether it be Firefly or Alien or Predator. And it actually tells more of a story rather than a straight deck building game. There's also Dragonfire, which is kind of a D&D type deck building game. There was a Penny Arcade deck building game. I'm not sure if you can find it. It was also an app, uh, which actually used the Penny Arcade license and it actually was excellent, excellent game. It just kind of never really, uh, either never really took off or they never really wanted to reprint it and never really did any, uh, I think they had one expansion to it. There's also Hero Realms and Star Realms. Now you'll see Star Realms as an app and it's also a decent game, but Hero Realms is a little bit better. Uh, what was really cool about Hero Realms is it has that, uh, 
you know, has that fantasy theme, but it also has uh, these different decks that you could put out there where the decks were actually, uh, there was a, a mage deck, a fighter deck, a thief deck. So they have a bunch of decks that were kind of themed and your starting cards were based around that kind of theme, but they also weren't overpowered, but everybody could use a different deck there. Really, really cool uh, thing there. Number five is Eternal Chronicles of the Throne. This was put out last year in 2019, the newest game on this list by Direwolf Digital uh, used with Renegade Game Studios, had a little collaboration there. It was made by Paul Denon for two to four players, ages uh, 12 and up, and plays in about a half hour. Now, this isn't really, so the computer game Eternal is more of a CCG. This is not. This is a straight deck building game, and it uses the mechanic. Uh, One of the few different mechanics, you have either a, a standard set of like 10 cards or so, which kind of Dominion brought, where they're all basically you just have that one set of cards and you're buying from there or you have basically your center row of cards uh, and those are constantly in flux and new cards coming out there. Eternal uses that kind of center row mechanism where you're getting the cards that come out there. Uh, I really like this game. You're, everybody starts with a basically the same set of nine cards, but there is a starter deck where everybody will randomly choose one kind of monster or other card that'll go into their deck and that kind of gives you a little bit of a head start on your deck. Then like I said, through using the uh, also using the um, the center row is how you're going to get your cards. You'll play until you're basically playing head to head until each player gets, to, you know, until one player gets down to zero and then that person wins. Many of these type of deck building games, especially these type there, you can play them from two to four, but I highly recommend you only play them with two because it's a really much, much better two player experience when you do play head to head. It has more, uh, less luck factor, especially when there's a not a static uh, row, uh, but it also has a lot more strategy involved to it. Number five, Eternal Chronicles of the Throne. Number four, this is a hard one because this is probably the most played game I've had in my whole collection in all of board game and in app form as well. This is Ascension, the deck building game. Uh, and also I'm going to lump in here uh, Shards of Infinity, which is kind of like Ascension 2.0. Now Ascension, just like Eternal, uses a middle card. There are a bunch of different uh, factions. I believe there's five factions in Ascension. And you're trying to get, you're not really fighting each other, but you're fighting the game. There will be a pool of honor, which is kind of your victory points out there and you're trying to deplete the pool and once the pool depending on the number of players basically with two players you'll have 60 honor in there and once you deplete the pool then you're each everybody gets the same amount of turns and then the game's over you add everything up there'll be points on your card and also points that you've accumulated throughout the game you'll be using uh different uh either power or uh runes to basically go ahead and you can either purchase items uh purchase cards or you'll be fighting monsters which will come out in a center row as well there's been about seven or eight like uh, blocks that have come out for Ascension. They all do a lot of really cool new things. Uh, this was put out by Stoneblade Entertainment and basically Justin Gary is kind of the, the father of this. There's a couple other guys, uh, one of which did actually uh, help make uh, Star Realms and Hero Realms, but basically it's a, this is Justin Gary's baby and Stoneblade Entertainment. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the, the new game that Justin Gary made, which is called, uh, Shards of Infinity kind of takes Ascension and kind of turns it a little bit on its head, uses that same kind of center row, but has a few other mechanisms where you can actually play uh, cards directly from the middle row rather than just having to get it into your deck. It also has, uh, some other kind of runes where you're kind of, uh, you're using your focus to uh, get up another currency in which you can actually power up some other cards. And also if you get a certain amount, you can actually win straight away with just doing unlimited damage to the other player. Uh, But anyway, number four, Ascension, a deck building game. It's on the app. There's a free app for it as well. And you can you can try the game out there and also obviously in-app purchases so that you can make some money. In-app purchases are how you would get other expansions for it. I highly recommend you check this one out. It's a great, great phone game and it's kind of a good uh, time killer. 
Number three is Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Uh, this is for two to four players, 30 to 60 minutes. This is a cooperative game. Uh, again, this is 11 and up. This came out in 2016 by the OP, uh, which is a uh, USAopoly. This was Forrest Pierzan Creative, uh, Kami Mandel, Andrew Wolfer, who made this game. Now, this is kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a cheat because there is a board, but basically everything is cards here. There's a couple of chits here and there, but it's not really a board game. This is more of straight deck building. But what's really cool is it's kind of uh, has this legacy component. I guess it's more of a campaign component. But being co-op, there's basically, I believe there's uh, seven to nine different uh, scenarios that you have. I think it might only just be seven. But you're playing basically through the movies of Harry Potter and a game gets harder and harder. Uh, and ever, you know, each player is going to play one of the students, whether it be Harry, Hermione, uh, Ron, and I think the expansions, uh, put Luna in there. Uh, and I don't really remember. Oh, I think it's Neville is the fourth one that you get in the base game. Uh, but you're going to basically trying to play through the, the different movies and you're having to do, you know, defeat the different bad guys in there. And you're using the deck building mechanism to get cards into your hand to get more powerful, which will be different allies or spells and, and such in there. Uh, really fun game. Not all that difficult. If you've ever played deck building before, you usually just skip right to scenario three as the game tells you. And then it gets a little more difficult. I played this one with my daughter. Uh, we absolutely love this game. This is great. Harry Potter Hogwarts battle. Number two, this is Thunderstone Quest. Uh, this came out by AEG. The original Thunderstone, I believe, came out in 2011, uh, but the Thunderstone Quest is 2018, which is really the one I want to focus on. Or basically, you can just kind of consider this the Thunderstone entry. Uh, now, Thunderstone, just kind of like Dominion, has static cards uh, in the middle. So each game, you're only putting out a certain amount of cards, and there'll be a certain amount of heroes. What's really cool is you're going into a dungeon, and you have to have a certain amount of light to get deeper into the dungeon, and you're going to be either acquiring items from, uh, you're either going to go to town to get your items to go into the dungeon to defeat different monsters uh, or you're going to go straight into the dungeon to defeat the monsters. Now this one with Thunderstone Quest, now it's a lot bigger of a game and again you could argue that this would be more of a board game but really you're just kind of deciding to go into the dungeon and you can use a chit, you know, even though there's a couple of miniatures, that's not really a board game per se and you'll be kind of acquiring different chits. It's really more of a straight card game is that and it's what's really great about Thunderstone Quest is you have a lot of these quests, there's a big long story campaign as well in which you can play throughout and it's not really you're not attacking each other you're trying to be the first one and get the most victory points and get through the dungeon and such but it's not really very attacky what's also amazing about thunderstone quest is that each one of the heroes in the game you're going to be uh, leveling them up so there's a level one a level two and a level three version and obviously the level three versions are way way overpowered and awesome to play with uh, but by that point you know you're not going to have them for a whole lot of time because you're gonna be pretty close to getting through that second or third level of the dungeon and as you go through the dungeon, there are going to be harder and harder monsters that you're going to have to face. So you're going to need those uh, a little overpowered cards. Uh, this game is is absolutely amazing. It really has that that dungeon crawl feel to it. Uh, but it is a little longer than some of the other deck building games. This one again, it can be about one to two hours, depending on uh, you know you're familiar with your familiarness with the game. But once you learn a game, you could probably get through one of these games in about an hour. Uh, maybe a little bit of a bear to set up since you are going through some of the campaign. But Thunderstone Quest, an amazing game. Now the number one deck building game, in my opinion, is the DC deck building game. Uh, and a big surprise if anybody who's heard me just absolutely rave about the DC deck building game. There are an absolute ton of the different 
versions of this. This came out in 2012. There's a lot of different standalone versions and expansions uh, that come in there. There's even the Legion of Superheroes, a little mini expansion. Uh, there's, uh, man, and there's a Teen Titans bigger set. One of the newer ones, which is kind of more, again, of a, a scenario based, is Rebirth, which is probably the one that I would recommend to everybody to start out. There's another Batman metal set that's coming out that I kind of covered on Munchkin Land last week. Uh, but please check out DC Deck Building Game. Two to five players, 45 minutes, ages. It says ages 15 and up, but really it's probably like the rest of the game's 10 or 12 and up. Very kind of a light to medium weight game. This is by Matt Hira and Ben Stahl. Now, Matt Hira is the one who pretty much does all of these games. Uh, I don't think he's any uh, not a Cryptozoic any longer, but he's the one that kind of came up with that Cerebrus engine. Now, in the game, whereas a lot of other deck building games will have more than one currency in them that you're spending, DC deck building game just has power period. Everything you do is either getting you more cards, but you're only focused on getting one currency, which is power. A lot of different cards. There's uh, the hero cards, uh, starter cards, which is what you start out with, and you're going to try and call and get other game cards into your hand. There's superpowers. Uh, there's other heroes. There's actually villains, which will kind of be a little bit more attacky to other players. And now, kind of the newer thing they're doing, it used to be when you defeat, uh, you'd have to defeat eight supervillains to win, you know, to complete the game. And as you defeat a supervillain, they would go into your deck as kind of counting as kind of your experience as you, uh, you know, since you beat the supervillain, so it would give you the card would give you an effect. But now they're kind of going away from that with some of the newer sets, where when you do defeat the supervillain, you just get one big reward, uh, and that way it's it doesn't. A lot of people were a little upset in how thematic it's kind of thematically weird to get supervillains into your deck, uh, but so they're changing that a little bit now. What's also very very cool about DC Comics deck building game is you have your own hero yourself. You can play as either Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, a lot of the Justice League, and depending on your set, a lot of the obviously the Teen Titans and and such like that. You have your own special power. Right? We like to call those the cheaty powers. You basically have your own player power, which will help you to do anything. Like, uh, for instance, Superman will get plus one power for each different superpower you play during your turn, or Batman gets plus one power for each equipment he plays in a turn. Very thematic way to play the game. And just an absolute great game. I highly recommend you check out DC Deck, DC Comics Deck Building Game or any one of the billion expansions they have there. But check out Rebirth first. So there you have it. Those are my top five. You got number one, uh, number five, Eternal Chronicles of the Throne. Number four, Ascension or Shards of Infinity. There's also an app for both of those. Shards of Infinity just came out as well on Steam and is an app form. Number three, Harry Potter, Potter Hogwarts Battle. Number two, Thunderstone Quest. And number one, the DC Deck Building Game. Thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or please tell me what deck building games you love, feel free to comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, a board game man, and you can find me at Geek Jock Blog on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars podcast or as a contributor to TMSPM where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more board game Top 5 goodness, but until then, hey, grab a new board game and why don't you just grab a deck building game and have some great fun with your family and friends. We'll see you. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.